Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. It is now 24 hours after I got you unblocked by Hulk Hogan Brother. on Twitter, and you still have not really thanked me for it. Now, if you missed it, well, last I really, night on I the really, show, really think you're, you're well, one let, of many. Though. Well, hang on, let me no, no, hang on. Let's let's catch everybody Brother. up so they can realize how you are really not treating me right. So last night, Hulk Hogan at Monday Night Football between Tampa Bay. And the Steelers. Oh, and he was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was there in the Tony Dungy stuff, and then he was on the sideline. I've seen pictures with him, I think, with every active member of the Steelers roster. Oh, everybody was there. Even guys that got cut. Even Le'Veon Bell, somehow, there was a picture of him with Le'Veon Bell. Was he sitting on a jet ski? And we (laughs) Hulk Hogan behind him. Come on, take a left right here. (laughs) 
And uh, we found out, you didn't know this, but you had gotten blocked by Hulk Hogan on Twitter. Yeah, I had. So we talked about this last night. Well, because you wanted to show me a picture. And yeah. Frostberg's in my yeah, ear. Yeah. Our executive producer, Justin Frostberg, goes, hey, check out Hulk Hogan's Twitter. There's a picture of him and wh- whoever it was at that point. I think it was Jerome Bettis. Either way, I go to load up Hulk Hogan's Twitter account, and it says, hey, you're blocked from viewing any of his tweets. I said, well, how about that? And that was surprising, and we talked about it. And Frostberg said, well, we got to try to get Harmon unblocked. So what did I do? Being the good best friend that I am, I tweet at Hulk Hogan. Hey, Hulk, my friend Mike Harmon well, that's just at it. Swollen Dome. Hang no, on, I, I, hang no, on, keep hang going. on, hang on. My friend at Swollen Dome, you blocked him. He doesn't know why you've blocked him. Can you please unblock him? And what happened at the end of the show? You were unblocked by Hulk Hogan Hundreds or whatever people. intern runs right. Hulk Hogan's Twitter account. A lot of people inundated were, the no, Hulk Hogan no, account no. saying, hey, look out for Harmon. I know. Stop I having calf envy. I, I did it for you, and you still are like, yeah, thanks to everybody else out there. Dude, I did this for you. You just called me your friend, though. I like did. you just, you, I'm your best friend, four right. hours a night, five years we've been running here and running wild like Hulkamania and, and the radio. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm a lowercase f in friend. Okay, well, there's two reasons for that. Number one, no best. Number one, it got done, and Hulk Hogan did it. Number no, two, no, 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 don't try to it, it sweep got done. that away. You wanted un- be unblocked by Hulk Hogan. I got you unblocked by Hulk Hogan on Twitter. I I did it, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks to everybody, thanks to to, to Jimmy one two three knucklehead. four five, thanks to <laughs> jumping thanks to, knucklehead Billy. Thanks really to all came the through. burner accounts that Kevin Durant has, and so thanks uh, to all. Harmon's just a Jaff then, right? Yeah, just another just, friend. Just a friend. Look, yeah. I got you unblocked by Hulk Hogan. You were unblocked. Yeah, but in doing so, you and demoted you me and, said, you, and you dismissed me. There's a reason why is because if something comes up from your past, I have to be able to distance myself from you. Like if we find out that you stole sneakers from people for the most of your life. No, or, I got you fat know, feet. I, I gotta, there's, there's not a lot of people. I, 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 I don't do know. That. Maybe you're maybe you're embezzling money. You know, you used to work in 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 you know, work with money at Northwestern and finance. I don't know. Maybe you have money socked away somewhere. I need to be able to say, ah, he was just my friend. But but you were next to him every day for four years. Yeah, but I didn't really know him but all that But there are way. hundreds of occasions. I have to be occasions. able to back away from you if that happens. Yeah, but there have been thousands of occasions on the radio that you've called me your best friend. Doesn't matter. It's not on Twitter. I mean, you know, the tone and tenor sometimes sounds as though you're mocking me. Doesn't matter. But you still use that term. That doesn't. If if it's on Twitter, somehow people take it, treat it differently. Which is pretty sad since it's become a cesspool. (laughs) (laughs) I got you on block. We celebrated that the other night. (laughs) 20, 29 years ago. But you say Harmon's just a friend and he's not your real best friend. Oh, Jason, you. You, I just feel like you should be a little bit more thankful. No matter I, what I, I think said. you're I just a glory said, hog. I could have said, he's my worst enemy, but can you unblock him on Twitter? And it got you unblocked. What does it matter? What, what, I mean, what really? are you looking for? I'm just, you're looking you for just a dozen roses? It's, it's, I, I thank you yesterday. Saying, hey, you I know, thank the masses and you. Thanks to UCLA Dodger Frank. Thanks to Ernie on Twitter. Thanks to, you know, you're like you're like the guy, you're like the, the actor who wins and forgets to thank like his wife. No, you got thanks. You know, thanks to, you know, thanks to uh, 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 Barbara Johnson at Hit Parader. And uh, th- thanks to Lou and Mark at ICM. So I thanked and, a lot of uh, people. Th- it's like, and then I thank you. did something for you. And you're still hateful. No. You didn't thank me. You just kind of said, oh, yeah, 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 you. Thanks. 
Oh, great. You said, oh, yeah, it's Tiger. That's kind of how you did it. Oh, I don't I don't think I dismissed you categorically. By Absolutely the way, how about, a, how about a shout out to Tiger Woods? Not hey, for it's winning, Tiger. but for putting himself on the the uh, Mount Rushmore of golfers. Good for him. That was my favorite quote of the day. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So a big story from the NFL today we're going to get to. Well, we'll get to gritty. Don't worry. Today's a gritty day. But we're now going to get meetings as apparently the divide between what constitutes an illegal hit on a quarterback has now gotten so bad that the competition committee wants to get together to figure out just why the NFL are throwing flags the way they are, and people like Clay Matthews are besides themselves wondering if the league is still for them. So the competition committee and the NFL are going to get together and try to figure out what actually should draw a flag when it comes to roughing the passer because this has been the story of the NFL the first three weeks. Yes, we have the individual stories and teams, but the one thing everybody's got down the line is their genuine distaste for this policy. And it came to a head last night. We had Jay Glazer on the show with us, NFL on Fox Insider, and he told us about a conversation he had with the Packers' Clay Matthews, who was at the crux of this because he keeps getting flagged for hits that, that really shouldn't be flagged. And Matthews, what he told Jay, got picked up today by a bunch of blogs, kind of made some headlines. Jay Glazer told us his conversation with Clay Matthews was not a good one following week three. You know, look, I was texting with Clay last night, and um... – Man, you guys know I, I started training Clay after his, right. his rookie year. I've known him forever in this league. And that's the most upset I've ever heard him, by far. I mean, literally questioning his place in this league. Like, is this league right for me anymore? This Can I can I function like this? He's, and then he's like, I, I, I'm going to continue to play this way. It's the only way I know how to play. And, I, I, you know, he was really frustrated. And, um, you know, obviously you saw his quotes, but, you know, again, his text to me, this was, this was a, a different level of, frustration than I've ever seen from him. I don't know if this league is right for me anymore. Now, he's 32 years old. He's played this way, and nothing that I saw the first couple weeks should have gotten flagged for a penalty. Here's the thing. I get why the NFL is doing this, and they have to do it because they have to protect the National Football League. They have to protect that, hey, we're going to protect players, and quarterbacks aren't going to get injured right and left. We need to do this because the future of the game is at stake because I really understand that part of it. That in 20 years, what's football going to be? So many injuries, so many players with CTE, they have to try to protect people. And hopefully they're going to protect the quarterbacks, and then we work on protecting everybody else. Usually there's time we're protecting linemen from cut blocks and all that kind of stuff, but now they want to protect the quarterbacks, and they're really going overboard with calling these penalties on hits that really aren't illegal. This is the solution. The NFL has to come back a little bit towards the players because the players are trying. It's not like they're running rampant and, well, we're still going to wind up finding you and you know guys are leading with their helmet and it's still we're going to find you. I have not seen so many illegal hits where it's, you know what, we're trying to rein the players in, but it's just not happening. The players have decided I'm still going to tackle with my helmet. I'm still going to lead. I'm still going to spear. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing players trying to make this work. Clay Matthews specifically sacks the quarterback, rolls off him with his hands off, and still gets a flag. The NFL has to come back a little bit. And I, I don't care. And I know Mike Pereira was on with us last night, and and he disagreed with 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 my suggestion, but 
make roughing the passer reviewable. If it's really think it's a thing that might draw a flag, make it reviewable. Make it quick. You can look at it in New York and go, okay, did he drive him into the ground? No. Did he lift him? No. Should this be a penalty flag? No. All right, we're moving on. You can throw the flag and then have it automatically be reviewable. I know that would stop the game, but at least it would keep the game going and it wouldn't be a case where, oh, here's a 15-yard penalty. That costs us the game. I don't know that anybody is talking about, oh, NFL games are way too long. No one says that. It's not baseball. No one says, oh, you know, this NFL game is just way too long. No, NFL games are not too long. Baseball games, yeah, they can get too long. College football can get too long. Look, I watch Syracuse every Saturday. They play four-and-a-half-hour games. I can understand where people can say, boy, you know, this game is too long. But no one thinks NFL games are too long. And if this is something you want to make sure you get right, make it reviewable. They say, here's a sack, flag, we go up and look at it real fast, we're all good, we're going on. You don't need to review it if the ref doesn't throw a flag. So, okay, so how many times during a game are you really worrying about this? Two or three times? And it's a fast one. We're up, we're looking, we're back down. You can make that rule for this week. It doesn't have to be a whole big timeout and officials have to huddle. It be, Hang on, you threw the flag, we're looking at it, we're looking okay, no, we're good or not. At least something where it seems like they're giving back to the players because the players are trying. And you can't say, okay, you're trying, but it doesn't matter. We're still going to throw these flags. Well, and that's where it's become difficult is that you have so many quarterbacks coming out already and saying, well, you know, we've, we've gone too far between Roethlisberger and, and Rodgers and Cousins and, and go on down the line. A lot of the quarterbacks who are being protected by this rule are, are wondering aloud, you know, whether we've changed – the, the fabric of the game to the, to the point where it's just not – it's not your daddy's football, as they say. It's not your football. And 34 penalties through three weeks thus far. There were four in last night's game. And obviously you're always going to have the player who flops. They're always going to have that because the Ben Roethlisberger, one of the penalties yesterday, has certainly made its rounds on the Internet uh, and has been nominated for uh, an Academy Award already by by several but nicely done yeah 109 such penalties in 2017 and the player safety is the thing that just keeps getting underlined as we go through this and when we talk about reviews what what gets interesting in that is you had that nelson aguilar catch that should have been reviewed now you could say ah the coach should be able to you know should have caught that and thrown the challenge flag well the guy was right on it and missed the call is, is should that be reviewed now when we have an, an obvious error along the sideline? So so we start opening that door, and, and they're going to storm in, and suddenly you know you're slowing down for a number of different plays or or pass interference because that was what Mike Pereira came back with right when you're talking about forty yard downfield defensive pass <laughs> interference. Mm-hmm. Do you have to change up how you? How do you negotiate that as well? So I think the fact that they're having a meeting is a, a nice step in the right direction. I would expect zero change in this year. <laughs> Absolutely zero change because in the name of player safety, that's all they need to do. Roger Goodell, just hold up that banner. We're looking out for the players, and everybody's got to back off because that's been the bad headline for them for four years. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, phone number 877-99 on Fox Twitter. At How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome gives something back to the players. Coming up next... Day two for LeBron James and the Lakers, and boy, was it an interesting one. Who, me? Yeah, this time it's you. 
It's not Tebow. It's not Phil Jackson. I'm so excited. It's no. It's not Tebow. Right. Released a book today. Yeah, I know. He, I saw the book. I was in Target today. How about I saw that? The book. Excited about it. But I, I'm excited too. I hope you sell some copies. I too. love it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Today, day two. I mean, we can do this to day three, day four, day five. Day two of LeBron James and the Lakers. Yes, sir, Brownies. Day what? No, no, no. LeBron, Lakers. No, no, that's Cleveland. It, it sounded kind of like Bronny. Yeah, no. But yeah, he's, he's excited. Bronny. Oh, maybe Bronny, like, you know, for his son. Yeah. You know, Bronny. Okay. Well, no, no, I, no, no, no. Or no. he's celebrating the paper towel line. He's no. in LA now. Brownies. It's just, okay. Oh, yeah. Not brownies. yeah. Brownies. No question about it. That's right there. Juice. It was yesterday that LeBron James met the media, media day all across the NBA for the first time as a Los Angeles Laker. And today, he talked after the Lakers had their first practice. Surprisingly, it wasn't LeBron James who first addressed the Lakers today. It was Luke Walton. Well, he is the head coach. But normally, you know, when LeBron shows up, hey, LeBron has some things to say. But no, it was all Luke's show. And LeBron James said today, look, everything is fine. And Luke had a good day today. He He had a LeBron... Did find time to say the coaching staff had a good day at practice today. So really, who's the coaching staff? If a player is saying the coaching staff had a good day, who's the real coach? I mean, let's be honest. Oh, LeBron's the coach. Well, he's at least got an assistant tag or a story by or or some kind of credit. (laughs) I mean, you realize what it is. It was assistant to the regional manager. Luke and the coaching staff had a great first practice. So by that means either LeBron is the GM, whatever it is. So you understand where it's at. But a couple of things he said today are going to wind up showing you how awkward things are going to be for the Lakers and LeBron for a little bit. First, you had LeBron being asked today, hey, you know, the team played, they didn't scrimmage, but they did a lot of uh, pick-and-roll work, and they're going to get to that tomorrow. Rajon Rondo was, was screaming, hey, let's scrimmage, let's scrimmage, and Luke Walton wanted to do other things. And LeBron was asked after practice, hey, you know, how, how long is it going to take for everything to bake and for – you guys really gel together. And LeBron went back to 1972 to find his answer. You figure it out throughout the course of time, and it's not gonna. It's not like instant oatmeal where you put it in the microwave a minute and a half, boom, you take it out, it's good. No, it's more like the Godfather. You watch the Godfather, and you see how Don Corleone throughout his whole entire life was just setting things up throughout his whole life to know that at the end of the day, Michael was going to take over, take over the family, and, the, and nothing was going to ever stop. So it's a process. You understand that. How can you get the most out of the young guys? How can you get the most out of the older guys and mesh everything together because we have one common goal? Uh, that from the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers. How about that? Uh, I, I, like, I, I do dig the Godfather reference. That I, that, like I think that's going to be the go-to all year. We're going to have a lot of Hollywood references and movies. <laughs> hey, you know what movie I'm studying for my next uh, project? I'm, I'm studying you know, Jurassic World, the Fallen Kingdom. Uh, so we're going to talk about inventing dinosaurs. <laughs> You think LeBron's going to run around practice with the orange peel in his mouth? Uh, uh, It'd be a good defensive down. tactic. <laughs> oh, there he is. Why is he laying in the corner? Oh, he, he's a method actor. He went all the way. LeBron chasing Kevin Durant around the court like Don Corleone chased his grandson in the garden. Oh, timeout. Don Corleone <laughs> doesn't feel very good. We'll be right back. Mike Fratello, you break it down. What do you got, Golden Headphones? That's not all LeBron had to say. That's not? No, he was very, very talkative. Okay. You want to hear this one? Yeah, go ahead. Well, he'd been quiet for months, so. You're my older brother, <laughs> and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. Ever. That was him to Luke Walton. Oh, I thought oh, that was him to LeVar Ball. 
No, that was Luke. Yeah, you notice how quiet he's been. <laughs> Haven't heard a peep from him in well, months. Because Lonzo's hurt, and he's wondering. Uh, I think at this point, Lavar Ball is like, well, it's not really Lonzo's team anymore. So let me, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me kind of see the lay of the land for a little while. No, just to stay on the Ball family for a moment. I enjoyed the number of tweets and and messages across the social media universe. Uh, related to the suddenly swole upper body of Lonzo Ball. Mm. like We talked about that months ago, and then all of a sudden he shows up and, get, and gets his official picture, and it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, no, he was jacked up. This was the Sammy Sosa transformation of he's 20 years ago. He's jacked up about it. Like, all of a sudden, there is. I, I think he skipped leg day a couple of times, but he certainly was swole. Uh, here's where he's things are going to get a little awkward, because here's LeBron being asked by a reporter about – interacting with the fans, being there, messages for them, because LeBron has not had any interaction with the fans or Los Angeles at all outside of signing Hollywood deal after Hollywood deal since he signed with the Lakers. Making him wait outside Blaze Pizza yeah, when he did. implies I'm coming, and then instead of showing up at Blaze Pizza, there's a line of a thousand people in news vans while LeBron is in the pool in, in his home in Brentwood. Uh you're but still he, mad about that. I'm still he perpetrated a fraud against my neighborhood. Why why haven't you started the class action? But here's well I, Enjoy I, your pie, man. I gotta get more people around me. But here's why things are gonna be awkward. Here's LeBron's response about why he hasn't been more outgoing to the Lakers and their fans. Respect to earn their, their respect and, and earn their loyalty. Who me? The fan base, yes. Me? Yes, you. Who me? Huh? <laughs> what do you say to the fans that say they want to see you and, and earn their respect? I'll sign a four-year deal. I'm much more. I mean, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Uh, That's fine. I mean, we talked to them outside of here yesterday. That's listen, big, listen, I'll sign a four-year deal. I'm here, so. Hit me. I know what I'll bring to the table on the floor. LeBron James. Well, I went, went another De Niro. You talking to me? Yeah, you talking to me. Who else is who she me? talking to? Really? Who me? I'm who me? the only one here. She, he actually gave the who me, and then Tyson had it in stereo. Who me? How about who, that? Me? who me? Double up. You know. No, no, the LeBron behind you. That that other LeBron. We want to talk Who, to me? LeBron. Oh, side show, Bob. <laughs> but this is where things are going to get awkward, is that LeBron has been very disengaged with the Lakers fan base since he came to L.A. He did not have a press conference. Hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm meeting everybody. Did not have that. Didn't meet the media. The only thing he had was, hey, big day of Blaze Pizza to celebrate him signing with the Lakers, and LeBron was nowhere to be found. So now when you have a little bit of that in retrospect, boy, that that's really kind of crappy. LeBron, ta- they're having a day celebrating him uh, signing with the Lakers, and LeBron not only doesn't show up to any of it, implies he's going to be at Blaze Pizza in Culver City, which is a suburb in Los Angeles, and doesn't go there. So now you've seen LeBron. What has he done since he signed? I don't know, three or four deals with television and movie studios, but nothing with the Lakers, nothing about basketball. Now suddenly... Oh, what are you going to do about the fans? Well, I'm here. I signed a four-year deal. What do they want? Being disengaged from the fans is not going to help LeBron James because LeBron thinks he's going to show up, win games, and it's all good. I told you why he's in L.A. He's not in L.A. to play with the Lakers. The Lakers completely blew free agency. He came anyway because he wants to be in Los Angeles. He's thinking bigger than the NBA. He said there's no pressure on him anymore. Yeah, because he's won his championships. If he wins or not, it doesn't matter. He is in Los Angeles now. But disengaging from the fans is not going to go well because this is a big part of the fan base that will be ready to turn on him because he's not Kobe and he's not Shaq. And whenever a new player shows up in a city, 
isn't the number one thing you do. Hey, it's great. There's a honeymoon period. I'm, I'm happy to be here. You're paying a lot of money for me. The glory days are coming back. But no, instead, LeBron James, you've gotten a lot of silence. And it's almost like he's the big star, but he's the recluse who lives up on the hill in the big house. And once in a while, he comes to a, a big dinner or something, and you see him there. Or, or you know, he'll have, he'll have a big movie premiere. He'll be there. But as far as being basketball, I'm dubious when he says, I'm here for basketball. I'm dubious about it because he hasn't carried himself like that's the case. And if this is how it's going to go, if things start out bad for the Lakers, he's going to get roasted. And there's going to be more spray painting of murals because people are going to be mad at him because he's not Kobe. But he's got to be ready that if he's disengaged from the fan base, they don't win. Many, a large part of the fan base will turn on him, and it's not going to be pretty. He's not ready for that, and I'm telling you, it's going to happen. No, we've certainly seen thin-skinned LeBron in the past, and but here, and, and the rabbit ears are always up from those around him, no matter how much he says he's in zero dark 23 or whatever the hell else he's going to call it. But what do you want him to do? Go city to city, suburb to suburb, and kiss everybody's ass? I mean, Kobe didn't do that until his final year when all of a sudden he became happy Kobe. Otherwise, he was recluse living where he had to chop her into his freaking practices for crying out loud. What do you want him to do? He's all about business, whether it's cutting a deal, whether it's cutting a deal in, in the movie houses, cutting a television deal, or signing his deal to come to the Lakers. I mean, yeah, there probably should have been one press conference, but even that, what's he going to do? He's going to a- answer a bunch of questions like that. But that's well, okay, my still, father. Just show that you're there. Do a little bit of the PR. Hey, I'm happy to be here, to be here with my new team. I'm glad to be a Laker. Talk about basketball. You can't just say to me, oh, now I'm all about basketball, when you have not said one or done one thing about basketball yeah, since I, you I, came to L.A. I, I'm pretty sure that once the uh, the lights are up and he gets announced for the first time, uh, he'll be ready to play basketball. You know, Kobe haters are going to keep hating regardless of what he does. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. As we get together with one of our favorites, and I say favorites, I put it in quotation marks, national NFL insider for Bleacher Report, friend of the show. Welcome in to Smith Harmon Field, Jason Cole. How are you, man? I'm fantastic. What's going on, guys? What up? Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see at least the NFL wants to get together and talk about these roughing the passer penalties. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're absurd. I mean, it, it's, it's not right for defensive players um, because, you, you know, you've got total confusion on how you're supposed to handle these situations. I mean, everything, everybody's talked about what the problem is. I mean, what the NFL likes about it is, Quarterbacks can stand in there and deliver, um, and and play, you know, play scoreboard basketball football. You know, I mean, it's, they're driving all these basically fantasy football numbers because offense is out of control right now, um, which is good for the league. They like that. It beats the heck out of what they had early last season. Um, but I don't think that it's going to mean. It's just it's an unfair quality of football for the defensive player to have to have to maintain. Well, what's been been interesting, right? We got thirty four penalties already. What one hundred and nine of these last year? And Clay Matthews uh, now saying, I mean, he told Jay Glazer, "It's like, look, I don't even know if I can I can play football as they're legislating this now." I mean, how- oh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry that like Clay will find a way. Well, he kind of has to, yeah. otherwise the penalties will just keep 
piling up. Yeah, the absurd. I don't know that I can play football. Yeah, look, pal, you're going to be heading out there. You know, you're going to be. I like the as ex- as existential angst of it all. He could play in the Alliance of American Football. Uh, yeah, there I, is I, that, I, or the I XFL. This is no longer my art form that I've practiced for so long that I I, I don't feel it the same way I did when I, before. This is. It's an unfair thing. I'm just going to have to walk away from the game. I just I can't stand it anymore. I mean, please <laughs> stop, just stop. You know, like it was, you know, look, complain about the penalties. Say this is this is not a reasonable way for us to play. The league's got to change it. But I don't know if I can play football. Come on, you know, like Clay. When did you become the Ben Roethlisberger drama queen? You know, like when did that happen? Do do you think we're going to see some kind of change? Because look, we talked about this tonight, and the players are trying, and that that's to me that that's the big reason why the NFL needs to lighten up a little bit. Because it's not like players are still out there hammering, leading with their helmet. They're trying to tackle the right way, right, and right. they're still well, getting see, these this flags. Is, this is the whole message, and this is what people like. Everybody always overreacts to when the NFL makes some modification in a rule, right? Like. Um, they enforce, you know, pass interference a little stronger. Oh, the DBs, we can't play football. We can't touch them anymore. You know, let them put skirts. And, you know, we, we have this happen all the time. Look, the reason that they do this is they want to take dangerous hits out of the game, number one. Number two, they want offense to be up. That's always the point of these kinds of things. They want to make sure that people, you know, the game looks like it's being played well. You know, people are enjoying fantasy football. People are winning their overs. But it's exciting, okay? Um, now, they don't want to quite go to, you know, Big 12 SEC type of football, but they don't want to be very far removed from that either. I mean, you know, 35-33, like the game last night, 30-27, was a really entertaining game. And I think they would like to have most games like that. The opener um, between Philadelphia and Atlanta, that was not entertaining, 18 to 12, and it was ugly. You know, I mean, so they'd much rather have what they had last night and or what they had between Atlanta and New Orleans um, on Sunday. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, coming to you from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us. Our buddy Jason Cole. You follow him on Twitter at JasonCole62. Follow him at BleacherReport.com as well. So coming out of last night's game, Fitzpatrick goes over 400 yards, 30-27, your final, but... Jameis Winston back to work, so immediately the speculation begins. How long is the leash on Fitzpatrick as they get ready to play the Bears? It's a game-by-game deal. I think he's going to start this week because it's a little bit late to get Jameis ready this week. But if you told me that Jameis is going to start, I wouldn't be surprised with it. Um, but Jameis is a better player. The, the one thing that I think Dirk Cutter looks at this and says is he can look at Jameis and say, Look, we can be productive on offense without you. And as, what we need is we need you to be great and eliminate all the dumb penalties and, our, and all the dumb interceptions and you know, the throws that you shouldn't be making. If you would do that, we'll win a lot of games and you'll become everything that you want to become. Otherwise, look, we can play with Ryan Fitzpatrick and we'll score some points and we'll do some interesting things. But you're going to end up being, you know, nine and seven, ten and six, and out of the playoffs. I mean, as any Jet fan who watched Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> might remember, <laughs> hmm. I still see that uh, back shoulder post that Leotis McKelvin jumped four years ago. So my, my favorite part is 
who who throws her more odd arm angles? Um, the, Ryan Fitzpatrick or David Cohn? Oh, that's a good one. See, he went further. I, I was going to go Philip Rivers, Rivers, just going in between. You but. wait till Philip uh, Rivers. River, Rivers yeah. has like no. Rivers has like two or three arm angles. Like Fitzpatrick is just like I mean, it is just all over the place. Like uh, you know, you might see a submarine throw from him. <laughs> And if if he really was forced into it, I could really see him do that. And the the best part about it is he would sit there and he would like wink at you and 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 chuckle after he did it. That's a, he has a great sense of humor about himself. See, but you say that, and I'm telling you, you wait till Philip Rivers patents the underhanded pass downfield. He's going to play till he's 60 years old. Just trust me, it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I used to throw. You know who was actually interesting? Marino used to warm in warmups. He used to throw behind his back, and he could fire the thing about twenty five yards and put it exactly where he wanted to. Hey, uh, speaking of the Jets, we talked about this story a few minutes ago. Why? Jamal Adams does well. Jamal Adams does an interview on a New York radio and says we were completely unprepared to face Baker Mayfield. You know, after the game, the one big takeaway I had from this is that. <laughs> I don't see how Todd Bowles survives this season. And any any list you want to put together of who's the coaches that could be out the door quickly, i got to put Todd Bowles at the top of that list. I didn't see that quote, but that's awesome. Yeah, like what, you didn't look at film of him that he could possibly play? Like, <laughs> you didn't think that was in the real? Like, I, that's all, like that to me is proof of it you know like this proves my theory that everybody prepares for every you know backup quarterback in the league and that's why it's silly for teams to hide the information but i will say this you know maybe it was because it was a short week and they maybe went over the scouting report but they could never do any work on a field i mean i'm gonna hope that that's it <laughs> i mean i just i'm gonna pray because todd Bowles is a nice guy and i hope he doesn't lose his job but you know look the last two games uh, you know they they looked really, really flat against the Dolphins, and then they just botched some things here against you know in that Thursday night game. And, and look, I'll cut Darnold a break in that one because again, it's short week for a rookie quarterback, third game. He's getting a lot thrown at him. Then you're all of a sudden you're going up against a Greg Williams defense without a full week to prepare. That's kind of an unfair situation. I know Mayfield is also on a short week, but Mayfield. Had all you know hadn't had to play and get ready, so a little bit different. But boy, I mean, if they weren't really truly prepared, like they didn't go over a real scouting report of Baker Mayfield, like that's a that's a big glitch in your coaching resume. But they could make it all go away by trading for Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> look, don't look over here. <laughs> oh, that's good. That, that'll just be awesome. Is get that going to happen? Is somebody going to trade for Le'Veon Bell? It all look. All these things depend on price. Yeah, if you're telling me it's a conditional sixth or fifth round pick, depending on who I am, I might do it. But I, I don't want. I just want don't want the price to be so high that I feel like I have to keep him on my team if he becomes a cancer. Um, if if he comes in and he's a jerk ball, then you know he's out of there. And but if he performs and he helps me get to the playoffs or something like that, then okay, I'll pay the price. You know, for for one year, if the fourth or. You know, maybe that's a third-round pick. Uh, I, I can use that. But, yeah, I, again, all things depend on price. I was looking back at some comments Belichick made one time, and you know, he's at, and everybody's available depending on what the price looks like. Would you even trade Gritty for Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> I mean, Gritty's making a lot of headlines. <laughs> 
that's a tough call, man. <laughs> we found the, the I, hard cause, price. Because Gritty is a team player. Yeah. You know, Gritty takes, you know, Gritty, you know, takes some shots here. You know, like that whole thing falling, you know, slipping on the ice and falling on the back. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free are you looking to step up to a 4k smart tv one that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution then we've got good news for you because the vizio 65 inch v-series 4k smart tv is now just 348 with all your favorite apps built in you can stream straight out of the box you can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.